Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. I am talking to you today about the importance of our values and principles. The values and principles that influence our choices and decisions and what we regard as important are always important, but are even more moot in these times when we face restrictions. It is time when self-sufficiency and unaccountability of persons are overwhelming. It is also the case as more and more of us take less and less time to nuance and to think through our actions and decisions. And we often approach life as if only the now is important and only what we feel we can get away with and only material things are important. So there is no room to focus on the spiritual or the ethical or the moral, only what is expedient and what can make money for us. There are fewer good examples of what is right and correct. And much of what we see is the triumph of the expedient. Wrongdoing is not punished and the innocent is not vindicated, only the clever is. Few hold themselves accountable to higher principles and higher purpose. In reflecting on our values and principles, I would like to draw your attention to an Old Testament account of Israel in the wilderness. When food was in short supply, the account is in Exodus 16. While the while the whole Israelite company set out from Elim and came to the desert of Zin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt in the desert, the whole company grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve the entire assembly to death. While Aaron was speaking to the whole company, the whole Israelite community, they looked toward this desert and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening quail came down and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. 
when the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they, they, they said to each other, what is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, it is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just enough, just as much as they needed. Israel became nostalgic and declared that it would have been better that God had left them alone in, to die in Egypt, where they sat around pots of meat and ate all they wanted, than to bring them into the wilderness where food was in short supply. In response to their murmurings, God provided manna from heaven. But it begs the question whether a belly full is what ultimately matters to us. Is it more important than our fight for freedom and more important than our struggle for nation building? Is the denial of comfort, creature comfort, or plenty for ourselves worth the wait while we strive to make progress to become independent and to build our national institute, institutions that mediate our aspirations and mark our progress? And in what we do, in what way do the same choices and struggles face us today, nowadays? What about the struggle to give primacy to the truth or to simply promote the clever stories to be used to serve the cause we want to? Is the truth important to us or only our immediate goals? Is clever PR and double speak harmless? Or if we let them live at the expense of the truth, will they come back to harm us? What about the tyranny of the majority over the rights of the minority? What is the place for creature comforts and bodily needs when we have to, when we have set our sights and what is of greater value and what is of greater importance? May they be set aside or is to have them the ultimate measure of who we are and of what we have achieved. The story of the unfortunate lament and complaint of Israel in the wilderness is illustrative of certain key values and key moments on the journey of life. The first is that on the journey of life, it may be important to set aside certain options and freedoms voluntarily or out of necessity as we take aim at higher prospects. This is the case with individuals and with families, but it is also the case with the nation. It is a place to come to, to decide to do without, 
it is not a bad thing to have to do without some things and some time. It, is, it always depends on why. Knowing why is important and more important than knowing what and more important than knowing how and than knowing how much. When Israel became hungry in the wilderness, they forgot why they were in the wilderness in the first place. They were in the wilderness because of what they were escaping from slavery in Egypt. They were in the wilderness because of where they were going, the promised land. To escape slavery and to gain freedom and to endure the lack of a belly full and to endure hunger is a small price to pay. To get to the promised land where they could become a people with their own national institution, to endure hunger along the way was a small price to, play, to pay. We must always remember the whys in our lives. Always remember our purpose. They say, that there are no more big stories, only tales and anecdotes. It is not true. Know your big story. Know your why. It will help you face your struggles. When you forget why, the reason and the purpose, you look back and become nostalgic. The trouble with nostalgia is that they say that hindsight is 2020, but it's only partly true. Sometimes looking back omits some key details. And what we have is a distorted picture. And with a distorted picture, you blame the wrong people and the wrong things. You relativize key attainments and you overlook critical constraints and under, under, underestimate comparative progress. In, sh in a short time, Israel had forgotten its reasons, its purpose, and its values. If you disproportionately value material things, in their case, what we are calling a bellyful, you can tell lies to yourself and delude yourself. They said they used to sit around pots of meat and eat all the fine foods in Egypt that they are now being denied in the wilderness. It strains credulity to believe that they who were oppressed and exploited, required to make bricks without straw, were at one and the same time given a surplus or an ample supply of food. What is more likely is that they were in penury but they were surrounded by plenty. They were in a position to see the fine spreads and the rich varieties that the master class were enjoying for themselves. It was near and visible to them, and they enjoyed it vicariously. This happens to poor people in the big house all the time. You know people often deceive themselves all the way from the prodigal son until now. It is like going to a big supermarket and being impressed by the dazzling array of goods on the shelves and the lovely packaging, knowing you have no money to face the cashier and to buy much of anything for yourself. 
but you go there to feast your eyes and to pretend. It is what happens to us with beer pocket and champagne taste. Just because we have left country and gone to the big city and the huge mall does not mean we are better off. When we know our purpose and our reason, the wilderness can be better. It is remarkable how we admire the opulence of the rich, even if it is achieved at our expense. In Egypt, the Hebrew were there to build the grain cities to store surplus wheat and grains, and to do so without basic rights and freedom, not to mention basic tools and implements were denied them. Now that they were hungry, they forgot what and why. Sometimes the envy and greed of our eyes make us see the grass as greener on the other side and ignore key details on our side. Sometimes our small packages are more nourishing or as nourishing as the packed trolley. Secondly, we need also to remember where we are. In Israel's case, it had forgotten that it was on a journey. Now it was going to eat manna, but tomorrow it will be drinking milk and honey. The wilderness is an interstitial zone between where we are and where we intend to be. It is a space to imagine and to plan and to take incremental steps in a positive direction. It is to focus on being rather than having. And sometimes it is a necessary space to be. Some of our finest moments, some of our most creative moments come in the lonely and inhospitable spaces, the wildernesses in our lives. Do not waste these moments with worry about creature comforts. You have to curb your mind to your condition, postpone gratification while you build something. We should teach that to our children and we should remind ourselves of it. The account is not to suggest that creature comforts and bodily necessities are never important. What is needed is not always the same as what is wanted, wished, or desired. God responded to Israel by providing them with manna from heaven. The first thing about manna was that it was daily. Our needs are daily. Jesus helped us pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread. We want stuff to put in our pantry, but what is needed is on the stove. God clothes the lilies and feed the birds and tells us that we are of more value than they. Secondly, manna was nourishing. It met the nutritional requirements. It was adequate for what the body needed. It may not have looked impressive, but it hit the spot. We like the mountain of food on our plate before us, but it is neither good for our blood pressure or nor our diabetes or sugar intake. All is needed is supplied by manna. And finally, manna is a simple meal. Everybody could collect it and consume it every day. And they were better for having it. It was suited for the journey. 
when you are on a journey, you have to leave some things behind. And it is best to travel lightly. What was key about manna is that everybody was fed, unlike in Egypt, where the Egyptians were fed, but the Hebrews were given leftovers, or what was left. Here, everybody is taken care of. In Eastern household, nobody eats until the family is home. The family is home to eat. They remained hungry until the family could be fed. It is a pivotal principle of equality and inclusion that we neglect our peril. These are forgotten values in our society. Some people are on lockdown and are being locked up by police, while others are free to frolic undisturbed. Mana is a space for everyone to have something adequate to their needs. In this respect, the wilderness is better than the city. Let us remember why, our reason and our purpose. Let us remember where, on our way into the future. Let us remember each other along the journey. I think it is time to reimagine community. We want to build successful communities while we treat some people unfairly. We have to approach the task of building community by making a space for all and they must feel equally treated. We can't approach life as if our belly full is what is the only thing that is important to us. We will sell ourselves short. We will lose our great purpose and cause our lives and causes in our lives. Martin Luther King Jr. said, never let the means by which you live outstrip the ends for which you live. And he was right. We are putting the cart before the horse and getting ourselves distorted and disoriented. Let us get back to the basic. And one of the most important basic principle is to live simply so that others may simply live. The proverb says, better a meal of vegetables with righteousness than a house full of feasting where there is strife. Our values and principles need reordering and need a renewal for the, of them in these times. Let us remind ourselves that a person cannot exist on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And let us seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and all the things we need will come to us in time. Amen.